Hi, welcome to the Shapeshifters Podcast. My name is Genesis Guevara, and I'm here with Jennifer Salcedo, and it is time for another conversation. Mm. Hopefully, one that will take us and you, the listener, one step closer to making sense of the world around us so we can build happy and fulfilled lives. Boom. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. We are on episode nine. How exciting. I know I say that every time, but every time we do a new episode, I'm excited. (laughs) So uh, here we are. We got another person for you, another guest. It's always exciting. Jennifer, me and you love bringing guests along, don't we? Yeah, it's great having conversations of how people got to where they are and having different points of view in life. So it's always good. Yes, everyone's interesting. Everyone has a story, and we want to know that story. Um, so, um, in this week's episode, we bring you someone new. His name is R.C. Calvo. Am I saying your last name right, R.C. Calvo? Yes, that's exactly right. Okay, R.C. Calvo. I know R.C. from Camp Gladiator. Uh, you guys have heard me talk about Camp Gladiator. It's where I work out. He's the CG partner trainer I've trained with the most and the longest. He studied sport and exercise science at Texas Tech University and has his National Academy of Sports Medicine, or NASM, for those of you who don't know, know what that is, certification. He's also a personal trainer, a woodworker, a husband, dad, brother, and most importantly, Texan. Um, originally from Bear, Texas, a Filipino-American, he now lives in Spring, Texas, just north of Houston, and he's here to impart his wisdom on fitness, health, and entrepreneurship. RC, go ahead and say hi. Hey, everybody. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Awesome. We're excited to have you. So, um, first question, of course, uh, we want to know about how exactly you got here in Houston. Like, Tell us a little bit about your where you've traveled to to get to where you are now? Well, I originally am from West Texas. So I grew up, um, I'm from Baird, Texas, but most people don't know where Baird, Texas is. So that's actually near Abilene. So that's probably about five and a half, six hours from here. Um, I went to school at Texas Tech and then from Texas Tech, I came down here. So I originally owned uh, some gyms or a gym in Lubbock. And then I moved down here and I got into a couple of different industries down here and found my way back into the fitness industry, which is where I've always had my heart in, was always, has always been in the fitness industry. So long way to come back around. So, but basically came down here for different opportunities, um, but they just didn't pan out and finally found my way back into the fitness industry. So. And that's how I'm back at CG or with CG, I should say. Okay. So you say that you always, you came back to it and that you always love fitness. Um, Where does that love of fitness come from? Probably just from my youth growing up because I played all kinds of sports growing up. I was lucky enough to go to a small enough high school that you could participate in almost any sport that you wanted to. So I ran track, I played basketball, I played football, I played golf which actually surprises a lot of people when I tell everybody I play golf, but I love golf. I went to state in golf. And so I actually lettered in golf. Wow. I lettered in golf and I lettered in football, which is two completely opposite sports, but those are the two sports I lettered in. I also um, did Taekwondo. I studied Taekwondo for, oh gosh, since maybe third grade until I got into high school. So that kept me pretty active. And so I just love sports. I love being active. I love being outside. I love running around. 
just anything um, physically active, I've always loved. So, and then whenever I went to college, I didn't play any really any sports in college. I I played some intramural stuff here and there, um, and then I kind of worked out. But that's kind of what kept me sane going through college because I just really missed the team sports and stuff like that. So, and then so that's how I got even further into like weightlifting and fitness and and all of that. So basically, it came from just an active childhood, just being active, running around, playing any kind of sport imaginable. So, wow, love the variety. Um, Jennifer did taekwondo too. <laughs> yeah, I really liked it. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, was it your was it your like kind of uh, parents that kind of allowed you to? You were you just telling them, "Hey, I want to do this, I want to do that," or they kind of, as a young age, they were like, "Hey, you're gonna go and kind of." do these things and we're going to, you know, take you here, take you there. And there never was like a no, or was it was very open for you to do whatever you wanted? Actually, it was pretty open to do whatever it is that I wanted to. And a lot of, I can't really think of me not wanting to do something and anything that I ever wanted to do. My parents allowed us to do it, you know, to at least give it a try, mm -hmm. you know, like maybe we didn't stick with it. Like for example, my brothers played soccer I didn't really play soccer, but my brothers did, but they didn't really stick with it, but they wanted to give it a try. And my parents were always open to letting us try anything that we wanted to try. And we were just lucky enough to do that. And so, yeah, so it was nothing that they imparted on us or forced us to do or anything like that. It was just something we wanted to do and they encouraged us to do it. And so just kept on going from there. That's good parents right there. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Are your parents Filipino-American or are they from the Philippines? So they're originally from the Philippines. So my mom and my dad. Gotcha. So you're first gen. Yeah. So me, my brothers, my cousins were essentially the ones that grew up here. So, um, and as such, it's kind of funny because none of us can speak Filipino or can speak Tagalog, but I can understand <laughs> it perfectly. Like you're speaking English to me, mm -hmm. but none of us speak it. And they never taught us how to speak or encouraged it because they really wanted us to be Americans and just be Americans. And so, and maybe too, that maybe also why they, they encouraged us to do any kind of sports or any kind of activities that we wanted to do. And, you know, and that wasn't limited to sports either. That was anything academic that we wanted to, to do if we wanted to join spelling contest, which was one of my favorite things growing up. I won a couple of spelling contests and different art contests, whatever it was, they always encouraged us to do it. So that may have been part of also trying to just assimilate us into American culture, I guess, but still very proud to be Filipino and um, yeah, just that. Nice. You know, RC, we're kind of the same way. I know a lot of um, Filipinos that understand or first generation Filipinos that we were, you know, right, uh, born and raised here and we can hear, like understand everything, but we were not taught to speak it. And I, I kind of like would think back and, um, I've actually asked my parents why they did not stick with trying to have us speak it. But I think also because they wanted to maybe be fluent in English, even though it's taught there, um, probably yeah. more work on their English pronunciation. And I think, I think Filipinos have the best English of any Asian out there who comes from another country. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? If you think about it, it's like, holy yeah. crap, their English is like, 
like really, really good. Like you could, you could, they could switch in and off, you know, um, in and out. So I can, I think that's kind of why they would speak English to us and also speak Tagalog to us, but never ask us in return, like, Hey, like try to speak Tagalog because they were trying to be a part of the American culture. Like what you're saying, you know? Yeah. And they kind of did explain that to us that they wanted us really to be American, you know, and Mm. and fit in. And so, Mm -hmm. but yeah, we, we got, a lot of broken English and Tagalog in my house. And so, <laughs> yeah, and I can understand all of it. Perfect. <laughs> right. So That's awesome. Um, okay. Um, kind of deviating away from that. You said that you owned a gym. Um, was that before or after you graduated Texas tech? Uh, that was actually before. So I was, I actually took time off to start the gym because it was an actual, uh, it was just an opportunity that I thought that was great. You know, um, I had five different investors that asked me to, to join in mm-hmm. with them to start this, to start this gym. And so I thought, Oh, this is going to be an awesome, and it's something that I always wanted to do. It was something in my mind that I thought, yeah, I, I'd like to own a gym someday and the opportunity presented itself. So I just ran with it. And so I ended up doing that for about five years. Um, and then I ended up selling my share of it before I, came here to Houston. And what's cool is that the gym is actually still there. It's a, it's a completely different name and it's been revamped and all that, but it's still there. So I think it's called Liberty Fitness now, I think. But whenever I was part of it, it was called Gym X. So And that's in Tech? I'm sorry, that's in Lubbock? Oh, it's, a, it's in Lubbock. Yeah. Okay. It's on so you had a lot 19th of, uh... Street across from uh, Texas Tech. So. Hmm. So a lot of college students were your, um, I guess, pool of people that were, you know, signing up or what was the It was a good mix because, yeah, at that point in time, I was pretty involved with a lot of, I guess, the, I guess you could say the health and fitness scene because I also worked for a supplement company at the time and just with people coming into the store and us interacting with um, the community. I met a lot of people in the fitness industry in Lubbock. And Mm -hmm. so my name was kind of known around there as being, you know, involved in fitness in one way or the other. And so just from that, that's kind of how I was asked to invest in the gym. And then, um, yeah, so it wasn't necessarily that I knew a lot of students. I I knew probably a pretty diverse mix between students and just general population out there. Mm-hmm. And you say five other investors. So there's six investors in total and you sold your share. So the sixth. The... Yeah. So there was uh, five of us. Uh, yeah. There were six of us. I was one of the six. Correct. And so, um, and as a matter of fact, I don't know if any of them even have anything to do with the gym anymore, but I just know that it's still there. So I kind of really lost mm-hmm. touch with a lot of those guys. So um, yeah, the gym's still there, but I'm not. Okay, so leaving and dropping, well, you said you took a break from college. So that I'm assuming that must have been a really big decision for you to be like, you know what, like, I've already invested money into like tuition and my education. And now I'm going to take a break or, you know, that can mean anything for somebody because let's say it took off, then you would just stick with the gym thing. So like, what was going on through your head? And how did you come up with the decision that yes, you're going to get out of college and start this? uh, gym business well i guess college wasn't anything that i really enjoyed anyway 
So I made it, it was fine. You know, I mean, I, education is super important. I mean, I value it more than uh, a lot of things. I mean, it, it's very valuable is what I'm trying to say as far as education. But mm-hmm. that particular moment where I had an opportunity to own a gym, operate a gym, you know, have some say in how it was built, how it was designed, um, select the equipment, all of that type of stuff. At the moment, I thought that's a once in a lifetime thing. Like I can't do this mm-hmm. just by myself. I mean, I can't come up with all of this money to, to do all of this just by myself. At least I have a group of um, investors and, and I personally knew the guys too. I mean, they were people that I trusted. I mean, they weren't just a bunch of random people. Uh, there are people that I trusted and I knew, and I thought, you know, I think this is an opportunity that I could take, and I think it would set me up for something further down in the future. And I mean, it didn't turn out like I wanted it to, because I mean, there's a lot of rocky roads, and especially being an entrepreneur and all of that kind of stuff, and having other investors that have their own opinion that may be contradictory to yours. So it wasn't a match made in heaven, it was pretty rocky. But all in all, it was a great experience. You know, I mean, I learned a lot out of those five years of owning that gym. Like, I know a lot of what not to do. I can tell you that. I don't know if I know exactly what to do, but I can tell you what not to do. Yeah. <laughs> so, so just the fact of learning that, I mean, it was it was it was a valuable experience. So, um, so looking back on it, I mean, I I wouldn't not do it, but mm-hmm. um, I would approach things differently now. And if anybody were to ask me, I would caution them on certain different things with partners and such. But um, but like I said, all in all, it was a great education. It was a great experience. I'm actually proud that it's actually still there. Mm-hmm. Um, you yeah. know, it's withstood however many years it's been there now. And, uh, you know, I was there maybe two years ago and the landscape around it has changed so much. Just like the roads have been changed a little bit, different buildings but that building is still there, which I think is just amazing. So, so whoever's running it now is doing a great job. So, and I'm proud to say that I'm the one that, or one of the people that started it. So, so that in itself, Absolutely. I thought was a great education. So, but you know, you live, you learn. Okay. So you uh, decided that after five years, you weren't gonna, it was, it's time to move on, basically. Yeah. Um, so instead of going back to school, you did, what pulled you to Houston? Was it a job, another job opportunity? Yeah, it was another opportunity. Um, well, part of it, too, is that um, so during all of this time, I actually ended up going through a divorce. So um, and I have another son like Genesis, you know, my current wife and my current and my son. Uh, but I also have another son that's older. And so whenever we whenever I went through that divorce, my ex-wife ended up moving here to Houston because this is where she's from. And Mm. um, so I missed my son, basically my older son. And so I thought, well, you know what, whatever I'm doing here in Lubbock, I can do in Houston. And so, and I had an opportunity to work for a supplement company that was opening up down here. And so I jumped at it. So I thought, okay, let me move down there. I'll be closer to my son, still kind of in the fitness industry, back in the supplement business. And Let's just see what happens. And so I did that. The supplement company thing didn't really work out. Um, so I ended up working for another company. That company was a company that sold products on eBay. 
So they were an eBay reseller, basically. So we did a lot of high-end clothing, different things like that. So now I'm completely out of the business, but I'm still doing some some cool stuff. And so that's actually what brought me to Houston was just, uh, I just missed my son and I wanted to be closer to him. I had an opportunity to still stay in the fitness industry, but it didn't it didn't work out. So, um, so anyway, all through there, I worked for the eBay company. Then I... Uh, I worked for an IT company for a little bit, and then um, and then I started doing wood, some woodworking. And woodworking has always been something that I've always loved. And I I did some carpentry work when I was in college as well. And actually, the gym that I opened, we did a lot of the build out ourselves in there. So mm-hmm. I've always had a lot of um, cool. carpentry skill, woodworking skill. And so I started to build some furniture on the side. I ended up actually. What prompted this was I got laid off by the uh, IT company. And then I ended up mm. building a piece of furniture and then I sold it. And then I thought, oh, maybe I can uh, maybe I can make a business of this. And so I started building furniture and doing custom cabinetry work and different things like that. And I still do some of that a little bit on the side now, but I'm trying to go more towards primarily training. But what actually got me back into training and into CG was one of the ladies that I used to do work for. She's in Katy. She's a designer and she owns a uh, a furniture store. They do custom furniture there. And she also does designing in houses and stuff like that. And I would do some work for her. So I came one day to deliver a piece that I had built for her. And I noticed her arms are like ripped. She's like got biceps. And I'm like, dang, what have you been doing, Jeanette? I said, you doing CrossFit or something? And she says, no, I've been doing Camp Gladiator. And I said, oh, what's that? And she goes, oh, it's this boot camp. Um, it's really fun. They've got like weights, all kinds of different stuff. And she goes, I have a, uh, I've got a free month, a code for a free month. Do you want to give it a try? So I said, yeah, sure. Because I'm always like, I w- and during this time, I'm still working out on my own. I'm still doing all that. And any kind of workout, any kind of stuff, that I'm always game for it. It doesn't matter what it is. And so I said, yeah, sure. I said, as a matter of fact, my wife's been wanting to do something because um, just to get in shape and she doesn't like just lifting weights. She likes to be kind of active and running around. And so I thought maybe my wife and I will join it and check it out. And she says, okay. So she gave me the code. And then I find out there's one, like maybe a mile, less than a mile from my house. I never knew it existed. It had been there for like three years. And so I ended up going, had a blast. And then I started, and then all of a sudden I saw an email one time that they were looking for trainers. And then I thought to myself, oh, Maybe this is my way to get back because so through all this whole time of me doing different work through in different industries, my head was still in the fitness industry. I kept thinking to myself, how can I go back? Should I go back to the supplements? Mm -hmm. Should I try to maybe do a gym again? Maybe I should go to training again. Mm -hmm. It was always kept going. How can I go back? How can I go back? And then so at that point, when I saw that email, I thought, oh, maybe this is a chance. So I talked to the trainer that was training me who's actually no longer with uh, CG anymore. His name is Zoe. Um, and he's like, yeah, dude, I think you could really do this. And so I said, okay. I said, well, put in a good word for me and I'm going to fill out this application and all that. So that I fill out the application, I'm going through the process and then COVID hits, sticks everything at a standstill. And it's like, well, we want to bring you on, but COVID has happened. Everything's kind of stuck right now. So mm-hmm. we we're just going to have to hang tight until we can figure out what we're going to do. So I said, okay, that's fine. And then, gotcha. so 
-hmm. at that point they're moving everything virtual so then i start out as a trainer doing virtual and then about a couple of weeks like maybe three weeks after i started then they opened it back up so they said okay we're back out live so now you can start going through the process again of uh going back outside and then so and then it just went from there so um i know y'all were asking me what an affiliate trader was so at that point i was actually an affiliate trainer so an affiliate trainer is someone that's just essentially part of cg but i'm not a full trainer yet so i can co-lead the classes like train lead with another trainer and then if i if they deem me good enough to do that then I can move on to the process where now I can sub for other trainers if I need to and stuff like that. And then I can maybe sell the promos, but I don't have my own classes or camps. We call them camps. So I don't have my own camps at that point. And then whenever I become a partner trainer, that's when I'm a full trainer. I have my own camps. I can do, I'm 100% in at that point. I can sub if I need to. I can run my camps if I can need to. I can do whatever. I can move locations. I can do whatever I need to at that point. But I do need to update my LinkedIn because at this point, I'm actually now a franchise trainer. Nice. So I actually own a franchise because Camp Gladder is a franchise at this point. Mm. So I own a franchise and I'm a trainer. Is there a time so. frame at which you become an affiliate, then a partner trainer, then a franchise owner? Like, is there is how long can you keep moving up in that? Yeah, there actually is. Well, it's changed a bunch of different times, actually, since I've joined. But in general... As an affiliate trainer, you're a tri- an affiliate trainer for anywhere from like three to six months. And if they don't accept you within that three to six months, then you're basically just, you're just kind of cut. I mean, you're just not making it and maybe something else. Is, maybe this just isn't for you, basically, is what the thing is. Um, I was that for maybe a month. And then they already moved me up into the um, partner trainer at that point. So at that point, I'm now under contract and we're... 1099. So we're basically contracts. So I work for me, but it's within CG. Um, I was going to ask, like, I've seen the, you said that you, you it only took you a month being an affiliate trainer, right? Mm-hmm. And then they asked you to be a partner trainer. Right. Okay. So what was your game plan like to be that successful? Because I'm sure the reason that it only took a month was because you were doing such a good job and you probably had a lot of people showing up to your camp. Yeah. Um, I, You know, honestly, I don't know that I had a game plan. <laughs> I think it was just, <laughs> I knew that the process was I had to go affiliate before I became partner. And in my head, I mm-hmm. thought, this is nothing. I can do that affiliate. I'll be a partner trainer <laughs> in a couple of weeks. And it kind of happened just like that. Yes. So, and, and that's probably just because I had experience training before. Like even whenever, when I owned the gym and stuff, I was a trainer there. I, I personal trained there. Um, when I was actually going to Texas Tech, I was employed by the uh, student rec center as a trainer at the rec center. So I was a per, I've been training for a long time. And so the only thing I actually had to get used mm-hmm. to was group training because what I was used to doing was a lot of one-on-one, but it's not too far removed. It was just having to get used to multiple people and different fitness levels and things like that, you know, as opposed to just one person, I know what you can do. And, you know, when it's a group, I have to keep in mind that 
you know, there's people that's super fit, like Genesis, and then I've got other people that are super not fit. so fit, you know, <laughs> that I have to, you know, ease on, you know. You so. have to have your, I'm assuming your NSAM certification to become a, you know, start with CG or like, what are the backgrounds? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You at the very, at the very minimum, you have to have a uh, personal mm-hmm. trader certification. And that's what the NASM is. But even if you to work in the fitness industry, even, well, let's say like for like collegiately, which is what I originally wanted to do is I originally wanted to be like a strength coach for a, for a college team. Um, and I had done some work with Texas tech and stuff like that, working some stuff with, with some other athletes with different things, um, just during school and stuff. But, um, to be that you would need a degree and a certification. So that's kind of a certain standard thing. But as far as like with CG, um, at the very minimum, you just need to have that certification. So, and CG is actually really good with education, like especially with continuing education. We have two meetings a year where you're where we have workshops and seminars and they bring outside people in. So it's not just other trainers within CG. It's like, professional trainers like out in the real world like some of them are actually even strength coaches like uh one time the university of texas strength coach came in and did a talk with us and so they're really good about that so if you can understand the minimum of being a certified personal trainer like from nasm or any of the certifications out there aces one AFA, there's several that are acceptable to cg then if you attend these seminars and you really love fitness, I mean, you'll get a good grasp of, of what to do and how to train. Okay. So once you became a franchise, cause you said at first you didn't have a game plan, but I'm sure now that you're a franchise owner, at least what I see, RC, the way you market, you know, your website, like everything seems very thought out, calculated, like you got a marketing plan is what it looks like to me. So after the fact, did you come up, like, do you have a game plan now? Or like a strategy, I should say. Yeah, actually, I do, and I'm glad it looks like that because sometimes I don't feel like it looks like. Oh, that. Oh no, it does. <laughs> I mean, you. But yours seems very like purposeful, and uh, you know, we know what to expect. We see it, you know, like the pictures. We see the pictures all the time after, which I think is really cool. I think everybody really enjoys that. Um, you know, you post on Friday that Saturday workouts are coming. Like everything just seems very professional, honestly. Yeah. Well, thanks. I try to keep it professional (laughs) and uh, yeah, I try to market as much. I try to stay, I guess, in front of everybody all the time so that everybody knows, you know, whatever it is that's going on, you know, everybody knows when the camps are and, you know, and so that way too, I have a lot of people that will ask me, um, can I come out and try one of your camps? Or I saw the picture for this. I see that you run a 5 a.m. Can I come out and try it? And so that's what I'm trying to always do is just to get somebody out to try it, you know? And then yeah. that way I can kind of also build up on that. The next thing that I'm wanting to do from there is I'm wanting to add nutrition counseling to, mm. to my services. And so that'll be coming within the next couple of months. So I'm currently finishing up my certification for that because that's another certification that you would need if you want to offer it. So, so nutrition coaching, just teaching people how to eat healthy, um, 
you know, if you're trying to lose weight, try to gain weight, gain muscle, whatever. So, um, so that way I do calculate it out in the sense that I try to stay in front that way I'm always noticed. And when I introduce something that's also noticed as well. So, yeah. And where did you learn that? Like, where did you learn that marketing is one of the most important, I mean, it's basically sales, you know? So what did, yeah. Can you explain that? I think really, I just learned it from my past experiences, like running the gym, starting the gym, and then just pulling off of that experience. And then even working in the supplement um, supplement industry, just knowing how we would time things to, to start. And then also too, it was just kind of, some of it's just intuitive to me, like, like what do I want to see? Mm-hmm. And then that's just kind of what I put out there. So yeah. it's just kind of a combination of all of that. So, I mean, I'll be super excited for that nutrition thing that you got going on for sure. Oh, cool. Yeah. Cool. I always think. Yeah, actually I've always... had a, I've had some good response because I've mentioned it to some people that I'm thinking about doing it and okay. it's been a pretty positive, positive um, feedback. I should say a lot of positive feedback that there people are excited about that. So, and yeah, I guess nutrition is one of those things that a lot of people don't always fully understand. So Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We definitely don't have um, a lot of good education on that. I mean, like in the public schools, I don't know about private schools, but I mean, even into college, it gets lost in translation. Oh, if yeah. you don't, you know, take dietitian classes or specifically like we have to, and we take all these like other extracurricular activities, but health is not the health is not one of them. I mean, it's probably like a, something physically you have to do, but not actually like like learning about the food and what, what you intake into your body and what it does and all that. So that's really cool. So um, because you are now a franchise owner, does that mean you hire other trainers kind of like under you? And then that gives you the time to do what you, you know, you're, you want to do as far as that goal? I can if I were to choose to, but right now I don't. It's just... I'm basically a one man show at this point. I'm the social media manager. I'm the, I'm the janitor. I'm everything, <laughs> you know, yeah. which that's kind of how an entrepreneur is. I mean, I'm sure, you know, you, you, with, with your rehabbing and all that other kind of stuff, you're probably pretty hands-on with a lot of it. Yeah. So I haven't, I haven't myself dealt with the rehab yet. I'm more of a buy and hold investor and I, I do oh, have okay. like short term rentals like Airbnb, but I am getting into that space. But I, I definitely understand where you're coming from, like when you have to start as an entrepreneur when you start at the very end and then like I actually just I hired my little sister to do my bookkeeping because I got so like I felt like my time was not needed at that that like one hour of my time just making sure like my invoices are getting out, I'm getting paid. And right. so I, it took me like two years to figure that out in my head. Like, this is not worth my time anymore. And I was like, who can I pay that I trust with like my password and how much I'm getting paid? And I was like, oh, my little sister, you know? <laughs> so I read a book, it's called The E-Myth. And it talks about like the, you know, the entrepreneurship of when you first start out and who you have to like hire as you go, you know, on your path on the way up. And they're like bookkeeping, it's the number one job you want to make sure is like grounded and then from there obviously you just keep hiring other people like marketing and sales and et cetera, et cetera, and then people under you so not that i'm there but i totally understand where you have to play the role of everyone um, yeah and that is kind of a fine line grow. 
Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And that is kind of a fine line of deciding what can you take out of your schedule that you can just pay somebody to do. And, you know, initially you kind of have to do all of it, but yeah, that's Mm -hmm. with me right now is I'm trying to figure out, there are some things I can probably take off my plate, but, um, you know, it, it hasn't gotten to the point yet where I need to hire somebody to take over everything or, or not everything, but some of the smaller things that I do. So like the bookkeeping and right. all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. and the good thing about it too, is that CG takes care of a lot of that for me, as far as like the, uh, the payments and all of that kind of stuff. Like I don't have to worry about that. My bookkeeping is just limited to what am I purchasing for, for my camps or if I purchase new equipment and all of that kind of stuff, just oh, like business, right? Yeah. Just business write-offs and keeping track of all of that um, mileage, you know, and then uh, receipts, yeah, receipts and just stuff like that. So, uh-huh. but um, as a franchisee of, of camp ladder, they, they handle like all of my contracts to my areas. Like for example, Wildwood elementary, the school, one of the schools that I use we have to have insurance for that school, you know, just for just general liability insurance. So Camp Laddie will take care of that. They'll set all of that up for me. And so that's nice that I don't have to worry about, you know, getting all of that set up. It's just, I just have to tell them the location. I just have to give them, you know, some basic information and they, they take care of it on their end. So that is nice in that respect that I don't have to deal with that. But so I guess my stuff is fairly minimal, but it's nice that I can actually farm that out because otherwise it would take a lot to just set up insurance and, you know, anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's the beauty of a, of partnering with a franchise. Yeah. Um, because you have, they have a system set up for you to kind of take it to the next step without you having to go through all that. And I mean, that, that is what a franchise is supposed to do. Yeah. So that's yeah. Good that it's definitely an advantage in that sense. Yes. You're here doing this entrepreneurship thing with your passion, which is fitness, and it's working out for you because it's something that you like so much, you know, because it's like whatever you're passionate about, it's going to come easier to you than it would an average Joe. And it's you can see it, you know, like first you're doing the working out thing and now you're doing the nutrition thing. So, I mean, I... I'm still looking for my passion. I think Jennifer has found it in real estate. Would you say, Jennifer? 100%. Yeah. And so it's like you're excited to read that stuff and you want to keep learning and you don't want to keep expanding. So I'm so glad that you found that in fitness and that you were able to get back into it. Yeah. And you know, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I'm sure you hated being in the office. (laughs) Yeah, actually I did. Whatever I was working, any of those other jobs, all I was doing was like, see what time it was. Is it time to go work out? <laughs> yeah. Because I still worked out. It didn't matter. Like, yeah. And that's one of the things that kept me sane really was working out. Even going through the tough times with like my divorce and all that other kind of stuff, mm. working out. That's all I did. Like that's one of the things that I do to just, to just fight off whatever it is that I'm dealing with. Because nice. I know I have that one hour that it's just me, it's just me against the weights, against whatever it is that I decide to do. Like, even if it was just walking, if uh, you know, I would just do that. I would just keep doing something to keep my mind going. And so, um, yeah, so it was always pulling me back towards that. But I got to say, it, it is hard to find your passion, you know? So mm-hmm. it's not, mm-hmm. it's not, if you can find it early, man, that's awesome, you know? Yeah. 
for sure. And then even circumstances okay. will pull me from that. So, but anyway, yeah. go ahead. Okay. So because we, we talk a lot about your business, now I want to talk about personally, how do you, what is your upkeep as far as fitness and nutrition goes in your own life? Like when do you work out? How often, how strict are you with working out? How strict are you with your nutrition? And you can expand on those questions. Obviously you don't have to stick to them. Uh, I work out pretty regularly. I would say at least, at the very least, four times a week. Sometimes that can stretch to six. I always take at least one day off of not doing anything. Well, anything strenuous, I'll say that. Because even on even on an off day, sometimes I'll work on mobility stuff, which is like, you know, stretching, anything like that. So nothing too crazy. But um, I try to get at least four sessions a week. And those sessions mm -hmm. are can range at any point in time. Sometimes I'll stay after camp and I'll run and I'll do something after camp. Sometimes oh, that's a workout. Okay. And I'll usually do that on my early morning camps. Um, sometimes, uh, sometimes I just wake up really early, like Tuesdays, Thursdays, I don't have an early morning camp. So I'll just wake up early that morning and then I'll just knock out a workout that morning. And depending on what I'm doing just depends on the workout. So like right now I'm training for CG games. So my workouts are geared towards CG games. Um, you know, most of the movements that we're going to be doing, um, explosive stuff, because a lot of those movements are kind of really have to have a lot of explosive movements to them. So I'll gear my workouts to that. Prior to me training for CG games, like around December, January, early February, I was just lifting heavy. I was just trying to get strong, just trying to maintain muscle mass. So my stuff just changes all the time, just depending on what I feel like doing. Or if it comes like, say it's September and I'm not necessarily training for anything, well, then it's just whatever I want to do. So if I feel like lifting heavy that day, I lift heavy. If I feel like just doing like circuit workouts, I'll just do circuit workouts, whatever it is. And then as far as nutrition, I guess I've always ate somewhat healthy. Now, don't get me wrong. I, I love hamburgers. I love pizza. I love barbecue. I love that just like anybody else. I love Filipino food. When I go home, my mom always cooks stuff that's probably not healthy, but I don't care because I love it and I'll, I'll eat it. You know, I mean, you got to live. So, but I would probably say 80% of the time, I'm always choosing something healthy, you know, and healthy to me is just making sure I have like, protein in there, making sure I'm getting fruits and vegetables in there, some kind of moderate carbohydrates in there, just always eating somewhat healthy, you know? And one of the things is that I get people that ask me that question a lot, which is why I started thinking maybe I should do nutrition coaching because I've realized that a lot of people don't, I guess, know how to eat. I don't know another way to phrase it, but for example, if I were to say, well, what you need to do is just take in like moderate amount of carbohydrates, this amount of protein, this amount of fats. A lot of people don't really understand what I mean by what is a healthy protein? What is a healthy carbohydrate? And so I, that's where I started to think mm -hmm. maybe that's where I should go in, in coaching that. And like I said, about 80% of the time I, I eat pretty good. The other 20% is just whatever, you know, all food trucks, whatever I'll, I'll eat it. So I mean, yeah. I, I, nice. Yeah. I love that you say that, RC, because a lot of people that are trying to be in a better, healthy, more 
fit lifestyle, sometimes I feel like sometimes they get too hard on themselves. Yeah. Um, when they look at us and they see like, man, you look good. You're always so fit. You're always so thin. You know, all these like things that they wish they were in their head, right? As they're saying this, or if they want to get to that point, um, or maybe not even ask, but it's kind of like, sometimes people have this in the back of their mind, like we have such a rigid diet when it's not really, it's just that we choose more of the healthy things than the unhealthy things. You know what I mean? Like Genesis sometimes I'll tell her like, like she'll be like, do you ever eat sweets? You know? And like, cause she's a sweets person, which everyone I would assume like people like sweets naturally and oh, yeah. those that don't I don't know what world they live in <laughs> or how they don't you know because it, it, it tastes good you know and so um, good. <laughs> and I'll tell her and even I had a, a, a ex-partner that Genesis knew as well who was super super fit and, and granted she has a high sense of metabolism um, so she can burn it off fast but even she would say she'd be like she's like honestly she's like I just choose to eat more of the healthy things than the unhealthy yeah. things. And she's like, I don't even have a, I don't even have a plan. She's just like, I always buy protein. I always buy greens. I always have fruit. It's just very super basic things. And then every week she'll eat like a pizza. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, like a whole pizza. And I'll be like, and she'll knock it out. Oh, she'll have a burger. She'll have tacos. Like the things that we think that are just super bad. When in reality, it's kind of like the 80, 20 rule. Like yeah. you say. Like, let's just like, call 80 20 year olds just like if you do more of that and you're not so hard on yourself you could really achieve great things on top of like of course being um i would say we are kind of edu- more educated about what we what we eat you know so it's not not that like oh it's just 80 20 you know but it is uh, uh educated while we're buying and eating those uh, right certain foods and just being consistent with it too that's the thing is that that 80, 20, and then just yep. being consistent, even with the workouts. I mean, you know, just be consistent with your workouts. It doesn't have to be some big grueling, mm-hmm. I'm dead on the pavement every single time workout, you know, but just come out every mm-hmm. single time. I mean, you just, whatever it is, three days a week, four days a week, whatever it is that you want to do. I don't care if it's one day a week, just do, just stick with that one day a week. You say that? Because <laughs> I've had clients like that too. You say so. that, RC, but after our workouts, I'm dead on the pavement. <laughs> I I actually was thinking that whenever I said that I thought well Janice is probably thinking what are you talking about <laughs> literally kill me I'm like I kill my I go to RC's workouts kill myself I'm like oh my god I'm sh- usually shaking after um but on that note like how do you come up with these workouts because um RC has a, a good variety of workouts and here I'm just talking to the audience but it's like hard workouts, but he keeps the reps at a decent pace and he switches it up and he rests, allows you to rest enough that you can still do them. Like, yeah, I'm out here sweating and struggling, but it's like, I, I can do it. Like, if you were to tell me to do 50 push-ups, I can't do it. Like, I'm not, I might not be sweating that much, but I literally just cannot keep going. But instead, you're having us do these things that we can do. And so we're sweating and we're moving through the workouts and you get a really good workout and your heartbeat's not like crazy and your mo- I don't know. I, how do you come up with those? Like one of the reasons I like your, I go to your camp specifically is because your workouts work for me. And I don't know. I just, I really like them. Well, I'm, I'm glad they do. And, um, yeah, but the way I come up with them, funny enough, is just, those are just things I like to do. And so a lot <laughs> nice. of the movements are things I like to do. And then, with my education in that, I also understand mm. like thresholds of where you can push gotcha. somebody and 
rep ranges of where to keep things to where things are doable, mm. you know? And so, and you know, like we have different weeks, like endurance week, strength week, interval week. And so a lot of those workouts, I could run them any week that I want. All I'm doing is just manipulating the the length or the the time or the time that you're doing something or the or the weight, the amount of weight or the time that's taking you to lift the weight. So it's just kind of those variables, but really, honestly, the way I come up with them, it's just those are just things I like to do. And I think they're fun. And so I just do them. So and every now and then I act some stuff that I like that's fun, but Y'all will probably just leave if I did it. <laughs> so like jumping up on the tables and different things like that. So I haven't had y'all do those yet. Yeah. But yeah. So basically, yeah, just, stu- just yeah, stuff I like to do and I think is fun. And I think everybody else will think it's fun. So I just incorporate those in. So and y'all keep coming back and I love it. So. <laughs> so I find that if I don't eat healthy or like if I don't drink enough water, then I feel like absolute garbage when doing the workouts. And oh, yeah. yeah, and especially like lately, now that it's getting hotter, I, I'm not a drinker of water. I, it's hard for me to get water down. I, I like it. And so I'll be like ready to go run and I'll be like on mile two and I'll feel it. Like my, like my throat is dry and like I'm struggling and I'm like, why am I struggling? Like I've been doing like, three miles like consistently a yeah. year and it's like well you didn't you're not providing your body with what it needs in order to do this that you're asking it to do and it that is so important and it's probably why like you see the two go hand in hand you know it's like if you're gonna be working out so hard you're gonna want to eat healthy so that you can feel good during the workout and fuel your workout yeah there's a, a camper of mine and she always says uh feel good to feel good which mm, I say I love is that. yeah, which is actually pretty accurate. And so, and then a lot of a lot of campers actually don't like drinking water either. But I always tell everybody that uh, if you have to like flavor it somehow, just get a flavor and do that, like Crystal Light or you know anything like that. You know whatever you have to do, or even if you had to take uh, like lemons, like real lemons, and squeeze it into your water to flavor it. You know, if you have to take apples or something and just slice them up and put them in your water, that's perfect. Whatever you have to do to get that fluid into your body, just do that, you know, because, yeah, I mean, like you said, if you're not properly fueled, if you're not properly hydrated, I mean, it, it's going to be a rough workout. And and mm-hmm. hydration, especially now in this Houston heat or the Texas heat, really, I mean, it's it's got to sneak up on you. It's going to be um, going to be pretty rough. Okay. Um, what is one thing that you wish everyone knew about health? Like you feel like everyone should at least know this one thing and you feel like people don't really know about it. I would say just stick with your dreams, whatever dream you you've had, stick with it. Uh, just what I'm trying to say is just don't have any regrets. Like if there's something that in your mind that you want to do, doesn't matter what it is. If you want to be an mm-hmm. Olympic athlete, if you want to be a top real estate investor, whatever it is that you want to do, just go out there and do it. Do your best to accomplish it. Just leave it to where you don't have any regrets, where you're not wondering about it, anything like that. Because there have been times where, I mean, and I, I'm, I'm pretty content with everything that I've done now. 
And I'm pretty happy with the majority of everything that I've done. But, you know, there are times whenever I wonder, what if, like, what if I didn't sell the gym? Like, maybe I'd be like the top gym owner and love it. I mean, there are times that I think that, but at the t- at the same yeah. time, I'm in the space that I need to be. But basically, just if there's a dream in your head, go after it. Just don't have any kind of regrets. Don't hesitate. Don't think about it too much. Just go out and do it. Because... And I fall into this trap too. Sometimes I'll have an idea and I'll just think on it too much. And then I'll think myself out of it. And then like three months down the road, somebody else is doing Mm. the same thing. I'm thinking, dang it. I thought about that like six months ago. And so, um, so yeah, so just go for it. Whatever it is in life, whatever, however crazy you think it is, just go for it. Just do it. I love that. And I think that's a really good ending point um, for the podcast. Uh, Jennifer, did you have any other questions? No, no. Where can where can people find you, RC, if they wanted to join? So the easiest place to find me is, uh, well, you can go to my website, which is rccalvo.com, and that gives you all of my links. Or you can go to my uh, Instagram page, which is rccalvo.fit. So R-C-C-A-L-V-O, period, F-I-T. So... Those are the two, I would say, the easiest places to find me. And then from there, you can hit my link tree and it'll give you everything else that you would look at. LinkedIn, Facebook page. But hit me up on one of those because those are the ones I update the most. And um, we'll go from there. Thanks, RC, so much for giving us your story. This has been really awesome getting to know more about you and how you got to where you are. Um, I feel really inspired and I hope to see, I can't wait to see how big you grow and how your business expands. And yeah, thanks so much for coming on and talking to us. Thanks, RC. Well, thanks for having me, y'all. And uh, I really appreciate y'all having me. And I do want to say that this podcast that y'all are doing, I think is awesome. I was looking at y'all's Instagram page and the stuff that y'all offer through your link tree with like the uh, counseling stuff. It's awesome. I mean, I think y'all are in a good space that you're going to provide a lot of good information to a lot of people that need it. And just the variety of the people that you uh, interview and have on your podcast. I think you guys are going to do great. So I'm excited to be here and I'm excited to see how well y'all grow with this as well. So thank you for having me. I really appreciate Appreciate it. it. That's so nice of you to say, um, you know, before we end the podcast, me and Jennifer thought about this podcast for a really long time before we pulled the plug. Like we did not want to make the jump. <laughs> well, I'm glad y'all did. Cause this is, this is good stuff that y'all are doing. So great job that y'all yeah. had the bravery to, to take it on. And I'm <laughs> glad y'all did cause y'all are doing awesome. So. Okay. Awesome. Thanks, RC. We'll keep going at it. Okay. We'll remember this. <laughs> Anytime we're struggling, we're going to be like, no, RC said we <laughs> yeah, could do we're it. Go back at this. Yeah. Keep going. Right. Just keep going. All right, RC. Well, you have a good rest of your weekend and I will see you tomorrow at a workout. Awesome. Sounds good. Bye. See y'all. Thank y'all.